The Fake Show Podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Hutchison & Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, now with two locations, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-Shirt Designs, Mr. Antenna, now your host, Jim Tofty. Rolling Stone's original greatest songs of all time list came out over 15 years ago, but there has been an incredible amount of change in their new revised list, with nearly half the songs new to the ranking. Now, the Beatles, Stevie Wonder, and Fleetwood Mac rose in the rankings, showcasing their song's ability to withstand the test of time. However, while Bob Dylan's Like a Rolling Stone was number one in 2004, it is no longer. Let's get into this new list from Rolling Stone magazine as we talk to Review's editor, John Dolan, in New York City. John, welcome to you, sir. It's hard to believe it's been 17 years since Rolling Stone uh, last did a greatest songs list. That's right, it has. It's uh, We thought, you know, a, long, a lot of things have happened in pop music in 17 years. Um, as we say in the introduction, Billie Eilish was only three the last time we did the So, you know, it's like time to reboot it and redo it, and, and we did. Yeah, and, you know, it's all subjective, of course, f- for the most part, but w- have you gotten the usual amount of complaints? Well, you know, it's funny. You know, like, obviously in the old days, someone could, like, write a letter or yeah. stop you on the street or in a bar and say, you're an idiot. But now, you know, this thing got read, <laughs> apparently, we've seen so far, 125 million people have seen this. Wow. And they're all online and they're all happy to tell you what you got wrong. Uh-huh. So it's a different time. Yeah, everybody is a uh, columnist, aren't they, John? Everyone's an expert, yes. Well, you are a voting member, so how many other voting members were there and who are these people? Well, okay, so we was it was a uh, 254 people voted. It's 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 people from you know, artists, a lot of artists vote, um, people from the music business, um, maybe people not as famous as the artists, but th- and then also critics. And, of course, everyone on our staff votes. And what we do is we ask for their top 50 songs um, of all time, um, and they can think of that any way they want. If they want to think these are objectively the greatest, these are my favorite, whatever they however they want to look at that, we, we leave it wide open. And it, it can be any song ever. You want to vote for Happy Birthday, feel free. Um and they, we rank, we rank, we, we got, we, we rank the list. So your top vote gets more, your top song gets more weight than your 50th song. And uh, over 4,000 songs got votes. Wow. Then we just tabulate the results. How do you whittle it down from there, though? I mean, what, what's the formula? Well, it's, just, it's, 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 it's a ranking. It's like voting for anything else. It's like, it's like number one is number one, number five. Those, it's just by the votes. We really stick with that. And John, the top spot this time around goes to? Aretha Franklin, respect. It's a song that's hard to argue. It's one of the greatest for sure. And uh, do you feel that there is a special reason that that particular song went up to the top? You know, I feel like, you know, you have the greatest singer ever, I think, inarguably, at the absolute peak of her power. It's the song that really made her legend. You know, she'd been around. She'd made records for Columbia. In 1966, she hooked up with Atlantic Records, which was kind of the new, smaller label doing, you know, soul, Southern soul. And, and, and she really changed her sound a lot. And that's the song that kind of introduced the new Aretha to the world. And if you consider it, just as artistic greatness, I think, is just you can't really mess with it. But you also have this great, you know, it's, it's a woman demanding respect in the 60s. It has resonance with the civil rights movement. And I think 
you know, people are voting in our time. They're thinking about their own lives. They're thinking about what's going on in the world. And I think a song like Respect is just so en- en- enduring. And, and she actually said something like, you know, everyone in the world needs respect. And it's so true. You still you still do. And in the same respect, John, uh, number two is Public Enemies Fight the Power, which which makes as much sense, doesn't it, considering the times we live in? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I, and I think it's just historically also, it's like, you know, you think of like, you know, hip hop has been since the late 80s, early 90s, really the dominant music um, and the most popular music globally. And if you think about when did, you know, rap really take on that really sense of massive social significance and when did it really kind of take that message globally? It was Public Enemy. I mean, that's the that, the band that really changed rap. And Fight the Power, you know, was in the Spike Lee movie. It had a very iconic video. And I think you're right. I think people look are looking at their own, you know, the news of today and thinking like what songs resonate with me now what what do i want to listen to now and i think of, of among classic songs i think that really rises you know obviously did rise to the top again being a subjective non-voter that i am and moving down the list the beatles strawberry fields makes it in the top 10 but i would argue that and i think other people might that a day in the life or even in my life are more worthy yeah, those are great you know in my life is in the top 100 so is A Day in the Life. So is I Want to Hold Your Hand. And I think, you know, that was a little bit of surprise for some people, but I think it's such a total, you know, one cool thing about Strawberry Fields just sort of historically is it's the only song on this list that truly was a single. You know, it wasn't connected. It wasn't on Sgt. Peppers. It wasn't yeah. connected to an album. They released it in the winter and like it was a radical departure for them. They really were, I mean, when John played it for the other Beatles, he was a little... It was so vulnerable and so about his own life and so powerful. He was a little worried that, like, you know, what are they going to think? And Paul, the, the story goes, he stopped playing and Paul goes, that was amazing. And what they did with it in the studio as, you know, taking this, using the studio as an instrument, you know, using sound as an instrument, sound itself as an instrument. That was a new idea in, in, in rock music and in pop music. And so it's such a monumental, you can see music after that, you know, psychedelic rock, progressive rock. So many things coming out of that moment of of the Beatles taking this really simple song that John Lennon wrote, you know, about his childhood and about, you know, where he would go to kind of hide and making it this enormous um, experience that I think, it, you know, it, it, it's it gets you kind of it's it's a sad song. It's a moving song. It's a trippy song. It's got a lot going on. And I guess it, for our voters, it did it rose to the top. Very well said. Right. Other, there's so many Beatles classics. I mean, you know. What are you going to do? A Day in the Life was the same thing. It changed the way people thought about what music could do. And In My Life is an incredibly beautiful song. It's one of the first, somebody said, hey, you should write more about your life. And he's like, all right, I'll give it a shot. You know, I mean, it's, and I want to hold your hand, maybe the most exuberant song ever written. Yeah. And by the same token, the Beach Boys, God Only Knows, always gets in that list. It's a beautiful song. And Paul McCartney, of course, says it's his favorite. He has said that many times. But I personally feel that Surf's Up is their best song is Brian Wilson's masterpiece. That's just my opinion. And it's not even on the list. That's an interesting thing. I mean, you know, what's funny about this list is like when I could, you, you were mentioning the 2004 list and I was thinking about it. It's like on the old list, you know, it's always good vibrations. That's the big magnum opus. He spent all this time on it. It's got excitations. It's just such a, you know, it's a positive song. Right. And I think that the kind of like the, the kind of sad Brian has really risen. His, his, the sad Brian's stock has skyrocketed in the last, you know, many years. And, and, and God only knows it's a beautiful song, but it's a song of like, you know, searching and kind of 
spirituality and a little bit of loneliness and like, you know, what's out there and what's the point? And it's, it's, it really resonates so deeply. And I think it did say you can make this big orchestral pop that can be personal. And that's obviously just had an enormous influence. And you're right, On the Beatles is one of the things that I think if that song doesn't happen, you don't get Sgt. Peppers and stuff like that. It's quite a diverse list this time around, isn't it? You know, it is. And I think I do think that's another kind of comparison to the old list. And I don't even know how many people you seem to remember it, how many people. But um, the old list, I think this 2004 list was very much defined by the 60s and the 50s and the 70s. Yeah. And this list definitely is much more. You know, if you were in your early 20s, you could look at this list and see lots of artists and songs, you know, it's got lots of hip hop, it's got lots of R&B, it's got lots of songs from the 21st century. Um, but it doesn't just throw over the apple cart and say, no, no, classic rock, it's gone, it's rockist, it's bad. It's it's like, it's all a continuum. It's all part of history. And it's a history that keeps changing. And you could do this list tomorrow and it'd be different. I love these lists. And and uh, to me, it introduces stuff in some cases that I had never heard of that I've, uh, you know, explored, looked into. And, and uh, I appreciate that fact. It's the top 500 songs in Rolling Stone and online. John Dolan is the review's editor for Rolling Stone. John, thanks so much. Great talking to you and stay well, won't you? Yeah, you too. Have a great day. All right, buddy. Music changes so fast, and the pace of change within that space is incredible. John said that they really focused on having a very diverse votership, so the list just organically ended up being much more inclusive and fresher. Well, that does it for this music episode of the Fake Show podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, and thanks for listening. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.